0: dynasty niggas, dynasty as, niggas. As, promised, as promised the world's most infamous rockefeller records this is rock live familiar all right all right welcome everybody to the undisputed hater podcast this is the very first episode the very first episode is very special i want you guys to know that What I'm bringing you guys is going to be raw, it's going to be unedited, it's going to be a lot of fun, all right? My very first guest for this inaugural episode, these are two of my my good homies, two of the good homies, all right? Guys from The Forecast, put your fours up. We got Rob and Nell in the building. What's going on, fellas? What's goody? was good man like.
1: thanks for having us yo i'm i'm mad hype rob i'm I'm over here i'm drinking tm water just because i need to balance myself like i needed to get the voice ready but i was also mad dehydrated i needed to make sure i was ready for this but I, i'm ready I i'm like. here that's
0: I'm what, hype
2: because because we the first guest this is this is intense
0: you know i when i when i thought about putting this together i was i was you know scouring trying to figure out who who should I bring on, you know? Who should be the first guest, you know, on on, on the Undisputed Hater podcast? Mm-hmm. And it really dawned on me: I need I need the guys who got their ears to the streets, who 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 out here in the streaming game, who out here on the internet game. That's that's two things that you guys are very good at. Very yeah. good at the internet. I appreciate that.
1: I appreciate that. Just because, like, I'm all right at the internet game. It's really Rob. Like, I follow Rob's lead when it comes to the internet game. But I appreciate those words, nonetheless. Hey, man.
0: every everybody doesn't have it, man. Everybody doesn't have it. You guys, you know, you carved out your own path. You, you know, you got your own podcast. You got your own, you know, your things going on. And obviously, you guys are wrestling fans. You guys big in the industry. Every show that that goes up in New York, you guys are there. So wanted to make sure that you guys were the first people I had here. You know,
1: I love wrestling so much. Real quick, I'm going to tell you how much I love wrestling. My tell first me. my first wrestling memory was I was roughly about four years old, and they were still giving Saturday night's main event. And I was staying over at my aunt's house with my older sister, Jasmine. She's actually the one who introduced me to wrestling. She put me on a Shawn Michaels. And I remember explicitly watching Saturday night's main event. And I wish I could tell you who was wrestling at the time, but just watching it and thinking, like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I've been watching it every chance that i get since so like wrestling is like a real big thing to me and my family and and obviously my friends because a lot of my friends are huge wrestling fans
2: facts my first wrestling i don't know i remember when it started i would watch it on tv but it wasn't on some like i'm gonna tap in every week type of thing and then one day i was doing laundry and they were just showing like a repeat a replay on the weekend and like kurt angle was bugging he was doing the moonsaults always missing (laughs) and then I had stopped watching a bit, like I guess after 18, I was in and out. And then I got back into it once uh, Eddie Guerrero was in line for the title. So once it once Eddie was in line, that's when I just was right back into it. Like if really wasn't if it really wasn't for Eddie, I wouldn't be back into wrestling. Absolutely. Shout out to Eddie Guerrero, we miss you. His birthday was yesterday, too. Shout out
1: R.I.P. God. and a happy belated birthday to Eddie Guerrero. I um <laughs> When I was in high school, same thing. I stopped watching wrestling, and again, it was when I started um hanging out with Rob that I actually found friends who who watched wrestling consistent enough that they were able to talk about it with me. I'll be real I stopped watching wrestling for a long time just because people th- it was saying it wasn't cool,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah I, I know that's how that's how that's definitely how it was for me, you know. The guys that I grew up with, niggas weren't watching wrestling, man. Niggas was like, ah, that shit's fake. That's just clownish, man. That's just mad whack. I'm like, yo, this is the greatest thing ever. And honestly, I don't even remember exactly when I started watching wrestling. All I know is the shit came on my TV one day. Next thing I know, week in, week out, I'm stuffing socks, you know, under my door to make sure the light don't shine out. You know, so my mom <laughs> don't catch me watching this shit because you know the shit used to come on, you know, eight to eight to eleven. After after yes. certain time, niggas had bedtime. She was like, "No, you got to go to bed." So I'm like, "All right, let me turn the TV down low. Let me put it on the lowest level where I can hear it, but she can't hear it. Let me stuff the sock under the door so she don't see the light." I used to watch it week in and week out, and here we are, man. It's it's, it's something that's never really left me. With, and it's. With-
1: my fault, man, but it's, it's awesome too, because, uh, it's a great time right now in wrestling because you have so many different avenues of wrestling. You could watch, right. you know, internet puts wrestling at everyone's fingertips. So now you can watch wrestling from across the, you know, the actual earth, you can, you can watch wrestling from different States. You can every, any type of wrestling you want to get your hands on right now, you can get your hands on instantly. And it's like one of the best times to be a professional wrestling fan right now, hands down.
2: Oh, dude, I was still, I told no, like a while back we about to hit a boom period and nobody listened. Nobody listened and look what happened. Now we got the the Wednesday Night Wars. Smackdown is on Fox, which is crazy when you think I about know,
0: it. that's bananas when you really think about it. But I'm 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 really glad that you brought up the Wednesday Night Wars cuz that's the that's the first thing that I wanted to jump off with. I'm in I'm in this group chat, right? I'm in this group chat. Uh-huh. I don't know, it's about 15, 20 people or something and You know the Wednesday Night Wars is bringing out two different type of people. You know you have the WWE guys, the guys who you know no matter what WWE is 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 going to be that, and you have the guys who are those you know optimistic guys. It's like oh AEW is this fire shit, it's hot man, it's this trash it's going to smoke NXT. I just wanted to know what is y'all, what do y'all think about that? (sighs) You (laughs) want (laughs) to?
2: All right, right, personally, um, AEW, they have a lot of work to do. Like, they still have to figure out their timing, their spacing. And it's just like, I'm going to keep my mind open because they're genuinely, like, they're just new company. So this is going to happen. You're going to have fuck-ups early. But it's like the way they're approaching it, like, you've seen it online. They don't have really good PR. Like, they're not approaching things the right way. And they stay. I know you shouldn't rely on the past, but that's what they're doing. Everybody that's there has been from WWE and they're relying on that. Like if you saw Chris Jericho's promo, he should have done We the people. And he still mentioned his list thing. Right. So it's like you can't say one thing and then do the next. Like it's weird. But I I want them to win. I want them to succeed. But the way they run in it, I don't think it's going to be that far. I give them like five years
0: she giving them a hell of a lot longer than what I'm giving them, man. I gave I gave I gave him two years maxes. My thing is if you if you look at it and you just really pay attention to the intricacies, and I know the casual isn't gonna pay pay attention to this stuff, but if you look at uh-huh. the camera angle, if you look at the ring mat, if you look at even I, I don't know how to explain it, did, it, it but the, the, it look like of the arena, it's dead WCW v2.
1: It, it is, it gives me a lot of WCW feels. And, it, and it's interesting too, because, um, so I've watched a lot of documentaries specifically around like the, you know, the collapse and, and granted, you know, you take those with a grain of salt, cause most of them are WWE produced. So they're always going to have the narrative in WWE's favor, yeah. but yeah one of the things uh, a lot of the wrestlers had said was they didn't appreciate the way WCW television was shot because it wasn't shot by wrestling people. It was shot by people who shoot regular television. Right. And so they weren't necessarily, um, you know, on point with certain things. And that's one of the things I've noticed with the first couple of episodes of AEW is just that, you know, they'll, they'll put too much attention on one thing, or maybe the announcers are a little bit late with the moveset. It, it's little things that may not seem, like you said, big to the casual fan, but to people who are invested in who, and who've been watching wrestling for X amount of years, you pick up on, you know what I'm saying? And, and, mm-hmm. and you can notice the, the, the sloppiness of it. I feel similar to Robin that I wanted to succeed. I don't necessarily want it to not succeed, but I'm also, I haven't been extremely uh, you know impressed with the things that they put out so far. Um, we actually went to a all out in Chicago and um, it didn't shout blow me away. Shout out to Chicago. It didn't. Yeah, shout out to Chicago, but it, it didn't I'll, blow me yeah. away at all. And And the one thing I noticed is that like being there live. The, I'll tell you this: the, the the fans who are invested in it are fully invested in it, and it's not as if they're faking it. They are they are genuinely invested in it. It didn't come off as it was faking. But I also do think that they a lot of people have kind of like that like um, you know that blind eye to it and because they love a lot of the wrestlers that are currently on it. They're kind of looking past a lot of the bullshit that they're giving us, and they've given us a yeah. good a uh, you know, good amount of bullshit so far. It hasn't been flawless by <laughs> any means. <laughs> they they got to work
2: the kinks out. And, like, that's going to take its time. But, like, as it goes, they got to work these kinks out. They got to put who who is where because if they put the Bucks, Cody, Kenny, all in these top positions, it's nepotism. And they really can't do that. And then at the same time, if they keep booking them to lose, it's like, all right, we understand you guys are the owners of this company. But don't always book yourself to lose because you want to see people in good spots. Like, don't get me wrong. I like the Bucks. Like, I love the Bucks. When they're on, they're on. Like you cannot take that away from them.
0: Oh yeah, they're definitely one of the best in the world. But then it's
2: like you understand that the owners of this company and then sometimes they'll bullshit their way through this. Same with Cody, especially Kenny. Kenny's been on a horrible run since leaving Japan.
0: I don't think see, that's my see, that's my thing with Kenny. I've never thought that Kenny was one of those guys. I could always name five to ten guys that I thought was better than Kenny Omega at any given time. Uh It isn't just you, you, he came over from New Japan and it's like, oh, now he's boof. Now I always thought that. So now you got a company that's headlined by Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, Jericho, and Cody fucking Rhodes, of all people. (laughs) And, you know, people like me, people who who love the business, who watch the business, it's just like, y'all really trying to sell people on Cody Rhodes as a main event star? All
2: right. What if, what if? Here's a situation. What if Cody won the Money in the Bank that one year instead of Sandow, and he killed
0: it? Then he probably never leaves. So we we are right. not even in this scenario. We're right even, exactly, we're not in this situation if he, if he wins because because I, I noticed think,
2: since I've no, it's just because I've noticed since he left, everybody type shitted on
0: Cody. Like oh, he was uh, always trash.
2: I've seen I've seen here and there not as much, but
0: he was never that good to begin with for, for me. Cody I mean, for me was always
1: like, he was always, I won't say he was bad, but he never kind of like blew me away. But like, I always kind of felt like he had the talent to be a a, a world heavyweight champion. You know, I won't even lie. Like, I didn't think it would be one of those like crazy runs. The quick two, three month run. Right. (laughs) Like they might give it to him in a transition period, you know, somewhere between like survivor series and the rumble type of thing. Like he could have held it down, but he when he left uh, WWE he had that buzz you can't even you can't even deny
0: Like most people he, do when they leave
1: and he had that list of like Angle Roderick Strong all these people He wanted to wrestle yeah, and, and he put out some pretty cool matches But like for me it died down quickly just because um, I don't know may, maybe for me um Cody Rhodes is too much of a um He's too much of a throwback. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, and his style doesn't necessarily mesh well with indie workers. Um, in my opinion at least, because uh, uh, indie workers to me are a lot of uh, spots. It's it's very high spot yeah, yeah. stuff. Cody will on mm-hmm. um, Cody Rose, he 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 wrestles with Triple H and, and Randy Orton and Shawn Michaels. Like he's a he's a worker in the ring and he needs a uh, an opponent who's gonna compliment them. I don't think he finds that enough on the indies.
0: He damn sure ain't gonna have that in AEW because the only people who can do that are Tim, Jericho, uh Kenny.
2: I already know. I'm be honest. I already know who's on the AEW roster, besides some people. But that's even the people the that I, even the people I know, they're like more spot fest people, like Darby, like Havoc, mm-hmm. Janela. That and uh, that's the
0: that's the problem. Like with them with them coming up so you know so quickly and then wanting to do this that and the third. Uh-huh. What I tell people is you didn't you didn't give yourself enough time to market yourself. Nobody knows who your stars are. Nobody knows. People know who Chris Jericho is just because he's Chris Jericho. Everybody else, though, you really got to tune in and watch and be like, "Hey, this guy does this. This is that guy." And arguably, your biggest stars—the guys that that people can connect with—you didn't even have them on your first episode. Shout out, out to was, Orange Cassidy. Shout out Orange Cassidy. Shout out Luchasaurus. That yeah. act is some crazy shit. Luchasaurus is crazy as hell. To me. They're like
2: what I would consider AEW right now with their roster it's like if you know you know type of thing so it's like right. if you ain't know these people on the internet watching them i like house of glory or evolve It's like you shit out of luck now you gotta find out who they are
0: yeah yeah that makes sense and then now you're going head to head with nxt where people know where most of these guys are and they know who most of them are because nxt had to have, they've had the same fan base for years And they just keep building new stars, building new stars, running up all the all these new people, and yet you're going head to head. And of course, to me, ratings don't matter. I don't care about ratings. That 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 bullshit doesn't matter. And that's all people are talking about. You know, for the first two weeks, oh, AEW killed, you know, NXT. Well, that's That's gonna gonna happen. happen. It's the first show. It has to happen. They're new. Yeah. Like, what else do you expect from a new company? If they came out, if they came out there and did you know, four hundred thousand uh viewers, then it'd be a problem. But uh, salute to them. You know, salute to them for that one yeah. point four last week and that one point whatever this week, but I only see it going I, I see it going downhill, but I think that they'll they'll plateau around seven, eight weekly come next okay. month. That's they what gotta
2: gonna. find their they gotta find their footing. And then like same way they have their thing, NXT has their their cons or it's like they really got to start setting up storylines now because you can only do dream matches off like universe mode for so long until you do actual <laughs> storyline.
0: Hey, them being universe mode is kind of crazy when you think about
2: it. it. It technically is. It's like, yo, you got a bunch of old people that, you know, was already in the game, people that you downloaded off the server. And that's what it is. Right. But they still got to make their own like storyline setting up. Cause like all they have right now is like, uh, Cole versus Finn, or Cole versus Finn versus Champa. Then they have Dream and Roddy. But then when that's over, what's next?
0: Right, right, right. And then
2: right, I think right. the next takeover would be War Games, right, for Survivor Series.
0: I believe so. I, I think that's yeah. the next take takeover we get. Yeah, I de- I definitely believe that is correct. So,
2: so they got to start setting up these storylines right now. Even if it's live, take time to make these storylines. We got until November.
0: I and think then, we have to
1: wait a little bit though, because um, I, if I if I understood correctly, um, with the draft, NXT superstars are eligible to get drafted a, as well. Correct? Yes. I, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. yeah. So they're probably going to like restart the storylines like fresh, probably in the next week or two.
0: I would. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Like I was looking at the draft rules, and you know, seventy more than seventy superstars. You know, you know. Uh, are placed into the draft. So obviously that's SmackDown Raw plus NXT. Um I found it interesting that they were given um you know more superstars to Raw than SmackDown. Now obviously that's because of the the
2: It's because it has a third hour. That third right. hour
0: but I don't see I don't see anything where they say NXT is involved but you can only you know assume that's where um,
2: that's where they have the rule where it says Whoever wasn't drafted is a free, agent. Free a free agent. agent here, right? Yeah. So they can go to whatever show they choose. So it's like I'm sure they'll put some NXT people,
0: but who would, you, that, who would I want to see go to NXT? Honestly, who from I say you can you can you can say guys who who have already been to NXT, but you know, who, somebody who over the, the sure past though? two, three years who's been really doing it, who you really love to see in NXT. Um, um it's hard because
1: there isn't that many active wrestlers uh who haven't touched nxt in some capacity at this point
2: yeah let me see who's on the roster
1: i would think though i wouldn't i wouldn't mind seeing somebody like uh honestly like a like a a mcintyre i wouldn't mind mcintyre going back down to nxt i should go to uk or you know know what i'm saying mcintyre with the uk
0: would be would be big fire that's something that's something i haven't heard you know
1: you can always go go crazy with the cesaro because even if you put him on nxt or or the uk nxt like he's going to give you a a 100 percent great match every single time there's a bunch of mid card guys that like you can just put on nxt and all of a sudden their main event talent to help boost whoever you're trying to put into the main event talent at nxt in that scenario um but off the bat i would think yeah like a mcintyre would jump out for me or a cesaro um I wouldn't even mind honestly sending Andrade back down just because like, I I, I have hopes that he's going to one day be great on the main roster, but I don't see it right now. I think there's too much talent on the main roster for him to get a fair shot. I think if he was to get a, a push of some it, sort, it's not going to hit capacity the way I want it to.
2: It hit, his shit kills me because they'll always hype him up on commentary. Next big thing. And he'll be getting these little pushes and it just stops. And then it starts up again a month later. And then it just stops. That's... And they got to pick one.
0: That's the problem with the company at, at, at the larger scale because they have so much damn talent. It's like you have all this talent, and what do you do with it? So many guys, I wouldn't say get wasted, but look at Leo Rush. Leo Rush was who knows what nigga was in Narnia for the last six months. Hmm. Comes back two, three weeks now, now he's Cruiserweight Champion. That just shows you how deep that roster is, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And and I can probably count on my hand on one hand how many main event you know matches, uh, main roster matches rather that Leo Rush actually competed in because most of them were were like tag matches with Bobby Lashley. I, I think he had like maybe less than ten that I can remember singles matches on the main roster. Like,
2: yeah, right. Main roster, yeah, two five. He had a couple. It's crazy. Sent, send Apollo Cruz back to NXT.
1: Another guy that you can send down, um, and he would be great in NXT because he had a very short NXT run. Yeah, probably. his his
0: was very short. Very it was
1: short. like less than a year because he he was in that like Kevin Owens class and um and mm-hmm. in that and in that in that era that 2015 16 run and he was up in less than a year. They had him on that main roster. That's a fact.
2: Oh yeah, I'm looking at the roster now.
0: They have so much not- they This really don't make no sense. It's wild, people. It's it's people you like I was surprised when when Harper came back. I was really surprised
2: because
0: he's he's solid as fuck. At a a certain point, you could make a case where Harper was one of the top five wrestlers in the company and she he should have got a world title match. Yeah, he was he was putting on when he He even um you know, before that whole little Bray
1: Randy storyline, he they gave him that little IC run solo where he was just wilding out with like
0: Ziggler Big and fire. It, like he was just going crazy. Big fire, like that is.
2: They should have gave him that title during that whole Randy Orton shit. Even if it was transitional, just give it to him. It was calling for that.
0: I don't. I don't get mad at transitional. I think we're in the era where people need to be transitional.
2: You shouldn't. You shouldn't. You should have never been mad at transitional. Cause like that's the person's spot, like that's what they're 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 put in the position to do. That's true. And if and if they do it pretty well, like if, like with the Miz, he was transitional. And then look at look at his career down the line. Yeah,
1: the
0: Miz did he's a probably great. like
2: he's probably like top IC champs ever.
1: Uh, I think he passed Jericho finally, or at least yeah. uh, with Jericho for. I think he.
0: Did, I think he did pass him. I think. I think. Ahead. Yeah. I think
1: he did right. He passed. He's like one or two ahead of him now. Yeah. Yeah, that's not
0: something anybody would have pegged out, which is kind oh, of absolutely weird.
1: not. When you go back and you look at the Miz and, and you would think like what well, Miz came around like 2006, 2007 was when he really started, you know, getting matches on TV. I did not see him lasting the, the length that he's lasted. And and to put up the numbers that he's put up, the Miz has had a Hall of Fame career, like a 100 percent first ballot Hall of Fame career.
0: Confirmed, confirmed Hall of Fame career. I can't say a bad word about the man outside of that bullshit ass fedora that he started with. Right, <laughs> and,
1: and and for everything when you know after that world title run for everything the people were saying like um because at, at least from the, the stuff that I was um keeping my eye on a lot of people were like his world title run was kind of whack it was more to boost up the rock and uh, Cena's feud and all that stuff he stepped his in ring shit up one thousand percent after that and he, fat he fat. went on a string I would say from I I want to say two thousand and twelve after. Miz was just like on fire, like he really hit his drive in like 15, but he was on fire, man.
0: That's 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 a fact, and I don't think I really appreciate that. Shout out, Miz! Shout out, Michael Mazanin! Yo, shout out, Michael Mazanin! Um, let's see what we got here. So, I wanted to talk about this because it was a very uh, what's the word I want to use? Um, hotly contested, uh. Point from the past week and a half. And oh, bullshit shit. hell in the cell ending. Uh-huh. So <laughs> the pay-per-view itself. And I saw I saw I saw an interesting tweet. And I think you commented on this, uh, Rob, where um some guy said that this was like one of the worst pay-per-views and like the last. Oh yeah.
2: He said it was it was uh just like December to December. I'm like, you're yeah.
0: I'm like, like you're bro.
2: you're bugging. It's not that serious.
0: The like. pay per view wasn't that bad itself. Not it was a solid movie.
2: show. It was a solid show. It's like, don't let a shitty ending ruin an entire solid show. Like, I didn't like the ending at all. I like, I like the match for what it is. because Like, I like the carny shit about it. Like, because he that just brought fire. out, a, he brought out, he brought out a mallet. Like, come on, that was big fire. That, like. So it was that like, mallet was crazy. It. Yeah, like, I didn't like the ending. Because like they just didn't um, explain it very well. Because like they try to like double down on it later on. Like when they had their the bump show, the ref yeah. was they had the ref explain what happened. It's like yo, you should have just did that the night of or on Raw the next night.
0: Nah, they did. But they did, did, did had us bamboozled with Raw though. They waited until, what two hours and forty five minutes into the show to even mention that shit happened. Um,
1: that was weird.
0: B- very. It was, I uh, like,
1: you know, <laughs> I I could think of a billion other ways that they could have ended that match without going the route they did. So I'm really confused as to why they the chose show. it.
2: Because I think the year prior was uh, Braun and Roman, Brock came in and messed it all up, and they just ended the show. They could have did that. They could have just did some walkie shit and ended the show. They didn't have to do a ref stoppage. Like, how do you do that in the LSL?
0: You
1: don't.
0: I, it, <laughs> I don't know where they get it, this shit from.
1: It made absolutely zero sense. If they wanted to stop the match, they could have won a billion other ways to stop it. If they wanted to have the ref involved, they could have literally had one of them incapacitate the ref and then they had to open the doors to get the ref out. Let's brawl outside. It gets crazy. Like oh. they could have did a billion other things. So I really hated that. But like you guys said, the fact that people were saying that like, oh my God, this is the worst pay-per-view ever all based off of this. That's that's really big cap because the pay per view was actually pretty fun. Like it was a decent pay per view. It wasn't the best pay per view, but it was it was definitely not no December to dismember. It wasn't that level of bad. No, nah. Becky and Sasha, and Becky and Sasha killed it. They was going crazy.
0: They had one of the the, the tornado,
2: matches. the tornado tag was crazy. You know it was crazy because both Brian <laughs> and Roman was fucked up. Niggas was oh, hurting.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> they, they was they, hot. they was definitely hurting. The thing that kills me about the ending though is that. They got to a point where, all right, you you wilding out. You see, you see Seth wilding out. You doing all this crazy shit. You're doing all this walking shit. And at the end of it, right, there's so many different ways you can go with that, but you choose to go in a way that puts everybody back in the mindset of, oh shit, it's Bray Wyatt. Here you go again. At the end of the day, this is Bray Wyatt. He never gonna win. And I'm mm-hmm. not saying that they ruined him because they didn't ruin him. The Fiend still caught not- fire. But now, in the back of people's mind, it's still going to be something where it's like anytime he gets another title match, shit, it's Bray Wyatt. They ain't going to let him win. He's not going to win. He can't come up. Like, that's crazy to me.
2: Well, I mean, for the ending, they kind of like booked it like a horror movie, bro. Like, if you think about it, Seth, now couldn't, that I understand. Seth, Seth, Seth couldn't take him down. And if you can't take something down, it's always going to come back. So it's like, and then he saw it up at the ramp. He got up, beat the shit out of Seth, and then just looked back at him.
0: Now that I I understand that I understand, but for those uh those casual fans who are like, you know, who get really invested in one character, they don't get invested in the whole thing. But somebody like you know the fiend, like look at the pops he gets. Niggas love the fiend. You know, I, just
2: I would give him the title, but then it's like, if you give him the title. You're gonna have to have the risk of having him on the show all the time, even if it's in ring or vignettes, because then it kind of kills the aura of it. Because he'll just pop in when it's time.
0: But so that's awesome. the thing. That's the thing that they have with him. They have, you know, you got your Firefly Funhouse Bray. You got, mm-hmm. you got all these different personalities he could tap into before you even touch the fiend, before you even go that route. So I don't think they necessarily need to have the fiend on on the show week per week if they give him the title, but. You know, you have these other, you know, caricatures of Brady that, that they have the ability to use and they're not using them the way that I would or, you know, some other people would. So that's what that's what really bugs me out about it. It's like you had this ability to do all this, this, this stuff with them, and you're not doing it. But like if you give them the
2: title, if you give them the title, how long is it until they treat them like Brock? Brock had the title and barely defended it. Right. You can't go on every right. night defending that title.
1: And and that's so the, like the thing. His, WWE kind of handcuffed himself when they decided to put the, you know, the WWE championship back on Brock and then also have a, you know, the fiend challenge for the universal title. You can't have two wrestlers who aren't going to be on the show every week. And then they're the main champions for that show. You know, Fox executives weren't, you know, having that shit. So I, me personally, I think Brock is going to show up every week. USA is probably going to want the same thing for the universal champion. They're going to want that title on Monday nights every single week. And if you put the title on Bray, yeah, he could have did it with the Firefly How You know, he had it displayed there and stuff. But it's not the same impact of him being in the ring, defending it the way they're probably going to want to do it. The way they have Seth do it. Because for the most part, Seth is active as that champion. He's been very, very active. I know the new thing right now on the internet is that people all of a sudden hate Seth Rollins. And he's this you know <laughs> terrible wrestler, which is the biggest load of bullshit I've heard in, in so oh, long. Oh, man. They only turn it. When Nell and
2: I went to Raw and they booed him for him calling himself the best in the world, that was crazy.
1: Listen, let me tell you something. You don't have to like Seth Rollins as a wrestler. You can have your opinion on him. You can think that he's bad on the mic. I personally don't really like him on the mic. You can think that at times he's a little bit corny, but you cannot tell me that he's not a great wrestler. Yes, he is a better heel, but even as a babyface, you can't take away his his wrestling ability. And Seth, I'm not going to say he's number one, because for me right now, number one is definitely Daniel Bryan still, but... Seth is in the top three right now in that company and probably in the world of professional wrestling there's not somebody who can put on a better match or not as many people who could put on a better match than Seth Rollins
0: that's true that's true and that's the it's 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 funny that you bring up um, you know how the internet works because one of my uh you know one of my one of my points that I wanted to talk about today was the internet and wrestling Twitter and how fickle these people are how I wouldn't even say fickle. Most of these people are stupid. Right, I'm gonna just call yeah. them. Rain. Most yeah. of these people are just, just dumb. Like you, you, nobody, nobody on the internet
2: can really book a show. They can't run this company, all because they want to play what they were playing on 2K. You can't run a show like that.
1: Yeah, this ain't your your, your my universe or whatever it is in the 2K game, bro.
2: <laughs> it's not. So like, you can have all these dream matches all you want, but then it's like, all right, what's next? Now that that matches out the way, what do you do from there?
0: They don't. They, yeah, you they, got no to think,
2: you got to think long term, not just like in the moment. We're gonna sell this right
0: now. They don't. They don't have a plan. They just want to be angry and hate. And I'm I'm not against hating. I I like hating on people. I like hating on people's faves. That shit is fun to me. But what I what I also don't do is act like. You know, I know it all, and that I'm not being a realist. Like, what gets me is how people all of a sudden hate, like, like Nell said, like they hate Seth Rollins, they hate a Becky Lynch. People that you wanted to win for so long, now you get these people, and now you're tired of them.
1: I saw something the other day that said, uh, Becky Lynch, it was from some, you know, wrestling site that they report real wrestling news or whatever it is that they do, but uh, they said, Becky Lynch has become. The modern day Roman reigns, which in that sentence, Solene, <laughs> freaked me out because I'm like, you don't understand what modern day means. Modern day means that you're looking back at something, and in present time, you think that that person right. is that yeah. Roman is an actual character existing now. Like, better be a man? modern day Roman because Roman is the modern day Roman, Roman is living it, going through it right now. Like, so that right there got me tight, but even more so, people begged and pleaded and 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 cried about becky not getting opportunity and that wwe only goes with charlotte and sasha um you know they only want to put the title on alexa alexa had the title for like three years and then becky does all these things for this last year and all they want to do now is bitch about it and complain and say that that she's being force-fed down our throats like we, the fans, asked for this. And they gave us exactly right. that. <laughs> like, we built this. She was the first person to beat Ronda clean. Like, we, we lobbied for that. After Nia broke her shit, we, the fans, literally petitioned that. We wanted that. We wanted this exact scenario. And now, all of a sudden, everybody has amnesia. They don't remember wanting it. And, and she's the modern-day Roman Reigns.
0: It's crazy to me. That is that is very absurd. It's like, it, it kind of got me thinking about, uh you know, Kofi's reign. Now, the thing about Kofi Rain is for me as a black guy, that was the coolest shit in the world. The absolute coolest shit in the world to see, you know, somebody who, and obviously, you know, The Rock was, you know, the first, you know, black champion or whatever. whatever. We're talking about, you know, a guy. Where, who how, wait, how, how, how come nobody
2: acknowledges The Rock is the first black right.
0: You know, because. Is, I, it, is,
2: it think, is, is it because the people wanted like a fully black champion?
0: Honestly, honestly speaking, from uh, you know my point of view, I acknowledge the Rock as the first black champion, but you know the masses, the WWE, they always put out as, oh, he's Samoan. You know, obviously they would you know mention you know uh, you know his father and all this other stuff, but yeah. first things first, they putting out he's Samoan. So for me, seeing Kofi, I'm like, shit, this nigga looks like me. He looks right. like he looks like my kids this it, it hit different
1: mm-hmm. so, no, no,
0: yeah, I you. so with his reign, you know, he did a great job. he did a great job, but what I noticed was on the back end of it, and i I myself did this, and not because I actually wanted it to end, but I like chaos, but people were actually mm-hmm. complaining about his reign and wanting it to be over. After so long, you wanted this, you wanted that, but you know, you actually legitimately wanted to be over. And what got me was it really showed how weird fucking people are. Cause I saw countless tweets with the thinly veiled, not so thinly veiled racism that had me hot, yo. Right. Like you motherfuckers is bugging out here over this man winning this title, over this man having this title from for what six months or so.
1: Just about, yeah. He had it from, what, um, beginning of April to the beginning of October. And, you know, there was two groups of people when Kofi was in that whole title run anyways. There was always the, the, like you said, the thinly, thinly not-so-thinly-veiled racist who didn't want Kofi to win. And then you had the enthusiast who really wanted Kofi to win. Right. And then... After he got the title, for some reason, both of those groups started to blend a little bit. And it got really weird because you had the people who were the, who you know didn't like him from the jump. Now they really don't like him. And then you had the fans who were rooting for him, who all of a sudden were like, uh, I don't really want him to be champ no more. I kind of want it to be over. And then it ended. And again, we went full circle and all, everybody was like... Oh, why did they do this? Like furious. Man, his That's title reign never gonna last forever. It wasn't gonna last forever. I'm gonna be honest, and it shouldn't have lasted forever. To be completely honest, he had a really great title run. He had. He several, went. Didn't
2: he go? He went undefeated.
1: Yeah, anything. Brock was the only person who beat him. I, 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 I wanna well, say, beat him. Clean. I want to say clean. I think he might have lost a match to like Randy Orton. um, yeah, on oh, the, that was on DQ
2: though. That yeah, was that was a DQ. Yeah. yeah.
1: But so like, I don't it played, think got, it was
2: dead, just Brock.
1: I think the only pins he took in this, an entire title run were in tag team matches. Cause I do remember him taking like one pin. I want to say to maybe the revival or something of that nature. But other than yeah. that, he was, he was undefeatable for, for six months. And if you want to count the run before he got the title, he was, he wasn't really losing then either. So I don't really know what else fans wanted from this other than to just be outraged, no matter the circumstances
0: of it. Oh, they were going to be outraged regardless because that's what they do. For some reason, they just look for reasons to be mad about. That's the Internet. And it's even worse. It's even worse on wrestling Twitter. Like, it, you just look for reasons to be angry about things. And I just never understood it. And it's like they the the way he lost gave them even more reason to be upset because I don't think they were going to be upset if, if you know, he came out there and they had a bona fide classic. But let's be real. Why would that have happened? Right. And <laughs> yeah. where would that have made sense? Like, like, let's keep it. Let's keep it. Let's keep it a stack here. In what world would Brock not wrestling on, on free TV for 15 years? He coming back, you know, after that long and putting on a, a 30 minute classic. What world does that make sense? I think he been beating ass all year. He ain't doing
2: that. Kobe was getting, no was getting squashed.
0: He was getting smoked Coach the whole Cole. time, no matter what. He was getting smoked the whole time. You know, and I, I don't
2: think I don't think it's his last reign either. Not he's not gonna get it back anytime soon, but I'll see like Kofi go for like two, three more reigns, even if they are two, three month old reigns.
0: I'm trying to think to myself if I think that he's really gonna get another one. And for some reason, I don't see it happening.
2: I'll see it anytime soon, but I think he'll get one more.
0: I think he might get one or two more
1: just because. I never thought Rey Mysterio would get one or two more. And granted, the other one or two mores he got lasted a day, not even a day. I think they had him at like one hour and then like a week um, for the second one. But he got him. So anything's possible. You know what I'm saying? They can definitely give him the title back again. It'll, it'll be a transitional run. It's not going to be anything like this. But even if he doesn't ever get one, like this is this is probably the most important WWE title run in the last 25 to 50 years. Hands Easy, down. Man. Easily it doesn't matter if he ever touches that title again because he'll always forever be in history as the most important WWE title run in history. Like it's just it's certified, it's in the books now. And you can
2: you could look back at this title reign and see that he got booked better than most of the people that had the title.
1: Yeah. Facts. Yeah. Big facts. Yeah. And and I was like
2: if he's one and done, he's one and done. It's still a moment in history.
0: A big a big moment in history. And a lot was made about, you know, why they wouldn't let him carry the belt you know onto the premiere and you know as they move to fox and one of the things that that i was thinking about was there's levels to and i i believe i tweeted about this there's levels to this main event shit and as good a main event star as kofi is he isn't that guy and bringing that up you know, I want to talk about that along with uh there was another tweet I saw today uh, about how Jericho was, you know, never the top guy. And people right. are upset about that. And what got me was, why are you upset about that? Because if you take a step back and you really look at it, just because Jericho, yes, he did beat Austin and Rock in the same night to win the Undisputed title. Cool, whatever. Yeah, Kofi had this run. He was the top guy, quote unquote, for six months. But there's certain levels to this this main event shit that people just don't understand. Jericho was never the top guy because he was never, you know, more mockable than Rock, than Stone Cold than Triple H. Kofi wasn't going to be that guy, you know, taking it to Fox because of, you know, honestly, he's black and. They have a Brock Lesnar. They have a Roman Reigns. So people being upset about these things is kind of crazy to me, because if you take a step back and you just look at the business, that's how it's always been. That's what it is. There are more marketable stars than these guys, and that's okay.
1: Absolutely, hundred percent, man. Um, when you think back, I, I know I saw the exact um tweet you were just talking about, and one of the replies I saw was somebody say like, "Oh." Yeah, he wasn't the top guy, even though he won the Undisputed Championship and beat Rock and Austin in the same night. And he wasn't because after he won that title, if you remember what happened, he carried those belts. Uh, I, I I know he had like a very short feud with um, Rock and then he ends up going to face Triple H at Mania. But we all know what the main event of that WrestleMania was, even though he went on last. The main event of that WrestleMania was, was Rock and Hogan. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? And then after that, you, you start counting his title runs when when he had that feud with, with Sean, that was that was a cool feud. But again, that belt wasn't the main belt that was being defended on the show. It was it was the opposite title. So every time right. he touched that belt, he's always the, his his feud with Edge. Again, the bigger feud of the world champions was Batista and John Cena. It's mm-hmm. always been that whenever Jericho's had his hands on the belt, he's been a great champion. Jericho's and uh, Rob knows that Jericho is one of my favorite wrestlers of all, all time. Jericho's like, the most reliable. He's up there. He's, he can go like Jericho can go. He's going to give you a great heel. He's a decent baby face. He can wrestle. He's, he's, he's gold on the mic. He he's, he's great at what he does, but for whatever reason, he was just never someone you can see as being the absolute top guy. And that, and that's just the facts of it. He can admit it because he knows it's the absolute truth. They never put the full faith of the company into Chris Jericho. But he still
2: killed it anyway. That's and he's great
1: body. He bodied yeah, it each definitely. time. Definitely body.
2: you can't tell me about suited up Chris Jericho. That was his best run. And totally. then he had the list. And then to me, I love suited Jericho.
0: He's done a great job of uh, of reinventing himself over the years, which is which attributes to um you know his longevity. And there was somebody who said something about uh he's getting into the Hall of Fame, not because of you know his greatness per se, but because of his longevity. He's been doing this a long time and he's been great a long time. He's been great a long time, but it's okay if he hasn't been the top star and people need to understand it. It's okay not to be the top guy. Okay. He wasn't
1: the top guy, but he was oddly, you know. That's not to say that he wasn't one of the the top, um, you know, performers in the company. He just wasn't the face. I, I don't even want to say he wasn't the top guy. He wasn't the face of the company. Right. He wasn't John Cena. He wasn't Stone Cold. He wasn't Rock. But he was. He was definitely one of the top guys. Because if you think of the mid two thousands and you start to name wrestlers who stuck out from that era, it's everybody. Hey. Named Listen, hey. everybody
2: knows who Chris Jericho is. Even if he wasn't the top guy,
1: he's, he's pop culture. I I remember seeing Chris Jericho,
2: and he was on VH1.
1: He was just wild and popping up in random countdowns on VH1, and that's how I knew Chris Jericho is about this life. Like he he has his hands in the pulse of a bunch of different things when he started doing his music thing. Like, granted, it's not the type of music I'm gonna listen to, but <laughs> yeah, I'm cool. He's doing it. Like you can't deny uh, that he's not uh, I doing agree, it. But I, but I'm cool,
0: and I, I love
2: mean. rock music. I love alternative, but.
0: I'm cool on Fozzy. Nah, that Fozzy shit, that shit is trash. Like, it's bro, I'm scary, telling man. you, what when is, we went to right? All Out,
2: when we went to All Out, I'm just scoping the crowd and I seen people mouth this theme song word for word. And I'm like, nah, I can't, this is not me, bro. And like, me and Nell, like, when they were chanting AEW, we didn't like chant with them. We'll just hit Jigged little jigs, just hit yeah. little Jig, crack jokes, <laughs> like,
0: start dancing to the chance now, how, how, you know what I'm, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up again how was that experience you know how was that experience because listen I, man I, talk yo, to me. so it was cool
2: seeing a whole different product it was let's cool. we'll see what these guys are about but there's a lot of cappers in the building they were calling everything yeah. fire this was like all right come on bro like we, we can see this elsewhere is not all of this is fire like we get it but it was just I don't know. I don't think it's for me. Honestly. I don't I I probably won't go to another event unless they come here Like I'm not gonna travel for AEW like that.
0: Yeah,
1: I definitely won't travel to another event if they came to New York I would check it out again. Um for me what kills me about the, the the style of wrestling they put on, and, and I've told Rob this prior to AEW even being a thing, the first time I saw the Bucks was in Hammerstein. And I said, Rob, this is really cool, but I cannot watch eight matches like this where the pacing is so drastic and it's 15 minutes of sprints. Like Everybody's just doing everything as much as they can, as fast as they can, as many spots as they can. That type of wrestling gets exhausting. And that's how I felt at All Out because um, I think match number two was Pac and Omega. And and by the end of that, I was already like, I'm kind of cool just because I know that the next three matches are gonna feature just a rehash of every single move I've seen in the first two. So it, it kind of loses its luster to me. And and I don't I I don't want people to hear this and think that like I'm just overtly shitting on AEW. Because <laughs> the same can be said sometimes about NXT matches, which is why like when I watch NXT, sometimes I get winded because I'm like, all right, well, the first two matches featured 25 super kicks. I don't really want to see no more super kicks. You know what I'm saying? But right. that that's how I felt watching all out. The matches, none of the matches stuck out to me because all the matches felt the same.
2: So if a match stuck out to me, it was bucks and lucha
1: bros because like they almost died that, and, and, and <laughs> honestly if you, if you remove the ladders if you remove the ladders scary. from that match it, it, it was you, it was like every other match honestly if you've
2: seen a bucks match you've seen them all and that's yes. current bucks because i want to say 2012 through 2014 bucks they were on a different level but like now more so you, you've seen every bucks match
1: I was genuinely scared during that match, though. I don't know if you remember Rob, but there was no, a spot he was. where he where he fell out the ring, and I saw his foot get caught on the rope, and I I jumped up. We were sitting on the floor, so like our you know our peripheral even standing right. is like still kind of blocked off. So all we see is his foot hit. Um, I, I want to say it was Matt. His foot trips on the rope as he's coming off the ladder, and I I just see it. I'm like, oh my god, he's gonna miss that table, like. He got hung up and I was just so I was so scared. Everybody around us is like, holy shit, chanting. I'm like, yo, somebody please go check this guy. Like, he might have just ended his shit right here for us, right here live in Chicago. It was too much.
0: Now, with that being said, I got a question for y'all that I want to know. You mm-hmm. guys, like I said, like like I told uh, you know the listeners earlier, um, you know, you guys go to the shows in New York, you guys travel for shows sometimes what is the best live show you've been to whoo uh that's uh, a tough
2: man one. yeah it? <sighs> you know what was a really good show we went to though even though the venue was packed trash. uh take over 25.
1: yes that
2: Let's was a really North good school. show
1: the venue was trash it was a small venue out in um connecticut but the show was really good that show was really special to me because that i took my son to that show and and he's been a fan die hard since that moment in time Um, so i I would put that up there as as one of my favorites but also for me too rob i I want to say say
2: brooklyn too yeah brooklyn too yeah brooklyn too
1: takeover brooklyn too was special because we were sitting about eight rows back from ring and it was just a great show. Um, the energy was crazy. We got to uh dap up koto Ibushi. Um, it was so fun. That show was just great. Three was hard too. Three was also fun.
2: Honestly, bro, any three. any takeover we went to in Brooklyn, it was fire.
0: Yeah, I was at I was at three. <laughs> that, that, was the week,
2: that was the weekend. Uh uh three I, was uh that three was
0: that was three. I actually met y'all because yeah. um I went to take over, and then boy, yo, yo. So look, this is completely all talk. But that was a crazy ass weekend. That was a crazy ass weekend. Went to fucking uh, went to take over. Went to SummerSlam, right? And I think it was after SummerSlam. And this is the craziest shit I've ever did in my life. Um, me and my me and my boy, we was trying to figure out what the fuck we was about to do. And for some reason, I ended up uh, hopping on a train with him, or whatever. And then wherever the fuck we got off at, I think we was near uh Canal Street or some bullshit, right? I ended up uh walking from Canal Street all the way to uh well like past Manhattan, past Times Square. Like just you're walking bugging. at 2 3 in the morning, just walking.
1: Yeah, you're bugging. That's that's a deep walk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, you're bugging out the
1: time. That's that's like an hour plus walk.
0: Yeah, just just walking, and I was like what the fuck am i doing and the next the next day um i think i slept that whole fucking nigga. I was supposed to go to uh to Raw that night and i was like nah i'm fucking tired i can't do that shit yeah um,
1: cool.
0: all the takeovers i've been to
1: have been especially great i would definitely say takeover 25 is probably my favorite tied with Brooklyn 2 and then also uh i'll always have a soft spot for WrestleMania 33 just cuz that was my first mania that i attended and I was just overjoyed to be there, so I I, I love that show. Even though you know, it's not my favorite WrestleMania match wise, but like I just to be at my first WrestleMania, that's gonna always be a special event to me.
0: Okay, y'all can't wait to go to Mania next year. I can't. Wait oh to-
1: man, I I like I tell Rob this all the time, like. I will I'm gonna continue to go to WrestleMania's for as long as God allows me to get to a WrestleMania because it's <laughs> there's nothing like going to a WrestleMania. The energy that is in that building is it's unmatched. Like this year in New York, it felt so good to be in my city and like just sitting there taking in all that energy was just
0: phenomenal. And they ended at a reasonable time this year, too. So that wasn't too bad, if I'm not mistaken. They ended at a reasonable time. So I know, you not know. too bad. I think I think it was like a little bit after midnight or something
1: like that when it ended. But we didn't we didn't even get out of that parking lot until like almost almost two o'clock though. Like we the the traffic to get out of the parking lot at MetLife Stadium was ridiculous. We just literally sat imagine. in the car. We there was nothing for us to do but sit in the car and wait.
0: Nah, I, I I can imagine that shit was crazy. Like I don't I know how Jersey Transit is. I know how you know shit up MetLife is. Like I know that that had to be fucking insane. Um, let's see. What what else we got? What else we got to talk about? Oh, 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 this is something that, um, I've been wondering. I wanted to get you guys' opinion on. The great CM Punk. Let's say he comes back. You popping or not?
2: Yes. Oh, I'm popping. I'm popping. <laughs> All this shit I talk about him, I'm popping. <laughs> you can't not pop, bro. Honestly. I'm, I'm
1: going to be real. If, if, uh, if anybody from the, you know, forecast fan base is listening to this, y'all know that season one episode, I think it was two I talk like thirty minutes worth of shit about CM Punk, straight up, like right. just just buried him. I crazy, buried huh? him. I buried him, and I have no problem telling you that if I hear Cult of Personality hit, I am popping like real life popping for that for that man's music. Man, it is what it is, man. It's wrestling. CM Punk. Listen, my thing with this is CM Punk the person, Phil Brooks. He's a he's a bit of an asshole. Like he's a bit of a dickhead. And I, I gotta nah, call this out. He's a crazy dickhead, bro. I gotta call we dickhead see, we out. When read,
2: I saw we read the the notes from the trial. We saw what he did to Cole Cabana. He, he's, he's a piece of shit.
1: But CM Punk, the wrestler, it's a different person, and I I rock with that guy. He he put on some quality wrestling matches for a very good period of time. So yeah, I would be excited for him to come back to the company, if not for anything other than. There was too many people he didn't get to really wrestle with that we need to see him wrestle with because we got those Daniel Bryan CM Punk matches when they were just getting hot. Can you imagine Daniel Bryan and CM Punk now? Because Daniel Bryan is probably six times the performer he was from 2011 when they had that little bit of feud.
0: DB will be in this fucking bag right now.
1: Like, him and Punk would tear crazy. it the fuck up. Uh, a Punk and Rollins match now, a Punk and Roman match now would go crazy. Punk and AJ would be crazy. Uh, so, of uh, yeah, of course, the, the fandom is going to pop so big if, he, if we hear that music. And I don't think it's so much of a if. I, I think he's back. And I think he will ease his way back into wrestling. He'll probably do more other stuff before he wrestles. But he's not turning down the bag to wrestle. He's not.
0: No, that bag is too substantial. We got bags going left and right. I don't bags. know if anybody would. I, shit, Stone Cold. I'm finna come back for a bag.
1: That's, that's what I'm saying. Edge went ahead and got some stem cells placed in his neck just so he can get that bag. <laughs> you telling me CM Punk is turning down the bag? He's not turning
0: down that the bag. Saudi bag is real. That Fox bag is real. It's too many bags. Oh, yeah. you, would, you ain't missing out on these bags, man. Yeah. You got Tyson Fury.
1: Out here throwing crazy punches on Monday Night Raw because he wants a slice of this piece right now. Like it's Yo. too much money floating around for people to turn down WWE.
0: Yo, the whole time that shit was happening on Monday, I was like, Yo, he's really pulling his punches because if he actually let one go, niggas is flying around that way. Yeah, he's, he's
1: knocking people's blocks off if you really wanted to. Yo,
0: niggas next is flying. He's going up the ramp, sliding up uh, like Natalia did. You
1: yeah. know what? Though? I appreciate the commitment because. He could have been like any other celebrity and kind of gotten physical, but not really got physical. He got physical, and that he shows did. his commitment to it. And he I respect was in that, that.
0: brawl. He did. He did. I rock, I rock with it. I rock with
1: it. I always respect the celebrities who come in and really like go hard for it. Like, you, you know, didn't put on the best match, but he tried his hardest. Stephen Amell, when he did that SummerSlam match, he was in there trying to wrestle. I got to respect that it's because true. not many other people could do that. <laughs> I hate Stephen Amell. <laughs> Why
0: you hate Steven O'Meal?
1: I he's a horrible actor,
2: bro. It's, a, I, it's really what it is. Like I really don't like his acting. So like, I just don't like
1: him. You're going to hate it when he's tag team champions with Cody and ADW. Um, ADW. Yo, you have
2: no idea. That's going to leave me hey, Yo,
1: like, yo really It's only a matter
2: of my, When does Arrow end? Soon? Yeah, like, they're the right? final season, so he's done. So once that's over, he's going to be a tag team champion. It's getting me tight. I don't you even want to think about it. it.
0: If fucking MF Doom came out, of this bitch.
2: Yo, fuck MF Doom. <laughs> fuck MF Doom. I finally I watched over NXT and I heard the MF Doom line. I was tight. I just turned my shit off and went to the store.
1: That's crazy.
0: Yo, Rob, hey,
2: hated- like, oh, yo, look honestly, <laughs> before we get to MF Doom, tomorrow, bro, when he's not doing pop culture references every five seconds, he's an okay commentator. But he's doing it every second. It's like, yo, relax, chill. You don't have to do that. Like, you don't. I know he wants to, like, what is it? Uh, What's the word? Uh, Tap into like the audience that's watching, whatever. But like, yo, you don't have to do it all the time. Like, you don't see them doing that on Monday Night Raw all the time. Nah, SmackDown.
1: For for me, the shit that killed me was the video of uh, the NXT talent roasting him during the watch along. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Fry him, fry him up. So it's funny because that means that they they actively know, like yo, he just be wilding on commentary when I'm out there wrestling. Like, bro, your coworkers know you bugging.
2: So chill. Like, what is what is the problem? Like, stop.
1: And he can't, he just be cramming those references in there. Like, he really back, just be trying back, to get them. Back, and, and sometimes, what well, gets me tight, it don't no. even be the reference. It'd be his commitment to get the entire line in. Because he'll just be speaking <laughs> like, 30 seconds just What's to get his, that bar uh, off.
2: So, it me, um, did, did you see NXT now?
1: Uh, Not this past week.
2: All right. So, when you watch this week, watch Leo versus Gulag. He mentions <laughs> dreams and nightmares. But he does the whole fucking opening line
1: oh you see what i'm saying like he had to grind like this for
2: time so he's like yo shut (laughs) up bro i had to put this shit on mute." i'm like yo shut up bro like i
1: really don't do it his and like i kind of like respect his commitment but it also pisses me off so much because i'm like bro like all right first of all he did that suplex like 35 seconds ago you still talking about it with this long ass winded bar like all right mara we get it like I'm tough. like he has be because I know he'd be he probably be on genius just reading the annotations, figuring out mm-hmm. if he can apply to his shit. Uh, you're not low, Marl. You're not low.
2: And I know <laughs> Nigel don't know what he's talking about. I know Beth Beth Phoenix don't know what he's talking about, so shut you up. Absolutely
1: like, no, they don't know anything that he you
0: know, said. I and I uh-huh. haven't I really haven't been wanting to ask this question because I watched the product and I watch it religiously. Who the fuck is that black guy on Raw? Where the fuck did he come from?
2: Oh, Dio uh, Madden. Yeah. Hey. Oh, um, he was on. A, he was an NXT superstar. I forgot what his gimmick was. He's was like some rock dude, and then he would commentate on Two Hundred Five Live.
0: Bro, he fucking stinks.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that guy's fucking I think he's. I think he's holding. Him and Vic are holding it down right now.
0: That raw commentary it, team then. is not the wave. That raw commentating team is not the wave. I don't know what the fuck they doing out there. They got King out there. Brent where's Book at, man? Bring Book back. He gotta do backstage. I need bro. a Chucky Ducky
2: quack
1: quack for the culture. You Book is backstage back.
0: and, and, and the kickoff.
1: Yeah, he and he's getting that fox back. He good, he don't even want to do commentary.
0: Definitely getting the fox back.
1: Definitely. He's good on that. Back. He's like, I'd rather get the fox back. Nah, uh, I, it was Meals TV. Shout out to my guy Meals TV. He tweeted that Vic Joseph is the alternate universe taller version of Michael Cole, and that <laughs> floored me. That shit floored me when he when I saw that tweet, man. Shout out to my guy Meals because that's it exactly is. what Vic Joseph reminds me of—just a taller alternate Earth version of Michael Cole.
0: Oh my God, that is fucking.
1: Hilarious. I'm gonna be real though. I like Vic Joseph, um, but. We know it should have been my guy, Big Tom, who was who was promoted to Monday nights. Shout out
2: to you know Tom, me? bro.
1: My guy Tom, well, one of the few people who actually Ooh. called a WrestleMania, you know, lead. Like he's one of the few people who could say he's right. he's been a lead announcer at WrestleMania. I, I felt like they should have put him on Monday nights, Sh- shipped him to the UK, like. Mm-hmm. This,
2: this, Shout this, out, Tom, this, bro. I hope it, I hope yeah. he gets his spot back after the after the draft. I don't know. Let's see what happens.
0: I'm really interested in saying in saying who gets drafted where. Give me give me a give me a hot um, taste. Give me a prediction. What we got? I
1: think that they put Seth on on Friday nights.
0: Um, I think they're going to move I, Roman back to Mondays. Seth on Friday nights. Interesting. Yeah, Interesting.
1: I feel like Roman is going back to Mondays, um, and you know it's 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 hard for me to say who's going to go where just because. There's no like real active anything, so it could really just be a fresh shakeup right now. There there isn't too many active ongoing feuds, so I can't even say like, oh, you know they got to keep this person here because they're fighting with them, or they really just have the ability to shake up anything. But uh, I, I I do think Seth is gonna be the one who goes to SmackDown. I I think he's he's too hot right now, um, and Fox is gonna want that. I think Fox is gonna want Seth
0: Rollins on SmackDown. I can I can agree with that. I can agree with that. I got. I do have Seth going to SmackDown. Um. My biggest thing is is who they want to bring up from NXT, right? Because now they have you know they don't necessarily need to quote unquote bring anybody up because NXT is on uh, you know, it's on USA now. But at the same time, yeah,
2: whoever Shana could go up. Uh, Bianca could go, up. uh, yeah, that's about it. Those two in terms of women.
0: I need, I need my dog dream to hit SmackDown up, man. Dream on Fox will be fire. Dream well, on Fox will be fire.
2: He, I, I wonder if they let him rock. Cause he, in two weeks is, uh, him versus Roddy again.
0: I unless be they, I
2: let, Unless they draft him and then they let him finish out NXT. And
0: like war games, <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised at th- that.
1: I, I think if anything, I think we probably get one or two people going from NXT up to a SmackDown or Raw. I think we'll probably have more people go from Raw and SmackDown to NXT to try to fill out their roster. Because now that they're on that two hours on Wednesday, they need a little bit of more star power, which is why we get the Finn Balor, which is why they threw the Breeze Angles and, and, and things like that. I think they'll they'll probably have more people go to NXT than NXT people go. To the main roster. Like like we said in you know in the beginning of this, like right now the talent pool is so deep that they're gonna probably wanna ship people to Wednesday nights just so that they can get a little bit more exposure.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if Kevin Owens goes down. If he if he hits a full sale, I would not be surprised i thought that's where they were headed with this whole feud with shane but then again he look he wins that feud and
1: now shane is gone so maybe we get shane going to nxt and, and shane's about to go be you know the bad guy maybe maybe shane and william regal about to get real mixing on wednesdays for us
0: <laughs>
1: that'd be crazy
0: a william regal match in 2019 would be the wildest shit
1: listen man shout out to william regal who's been just like the longest tenured gm and probably wrestling history he's probably like right up there with teddy long because he's been running NXT since we got it back like officially in, in 2014 or whenever it was that it hit the network. And Facts. he's just he's just holding it down, like just straight holding Facts. NXT down. Facts.
0: Shout out him, shout out Teddy Long, shout out the guys.
1: You know what I'm saying? Very very few people have been able to get that GM role on WWE TV and hold it for years at a time. I, I think it's really just like Teddy Long, William Regal, and
0: That's that I can remember
1: doing like like this length of time. I think it was just them too. Yeah, 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 it really
2: was just them too.
1: Maybe Bischoff because Bischoff held it for about like three years too, as well. Because Bischoff had had his he had it from like two thousand two to like oh five.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. He did. He did. did. Hey, yo, Bischoff was was cranking out some shit too. He was. People forget Bischoff gave us
1: Elimination Chamber. You know what I'm saying? That's an right. Eric Bischoff exclusive right there.
0: I, yo, I remember when that shit first came out, yo. I was like, yo, what the hell is this? And then what was wild about it was, if I'm not mistaken, the, the first Elimination Chamber was the one uh, where HBK had them brown tights. Yep, they did it in the garden. And I remember uh, reading the story on why he had them brown tights on, and it was the funniest shit. Somebody in the back fucked up his shit. Yeah. So he ended up having to, like throw some makeshift shit together and he came out there with them ugly ass brown tights on and won the damn match. I was like yo, this is crazy. The ugliest, the ugliest ring I've ever seen in my life.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was that was and it's crazy because Shawn Michaels usually has some of the best tights. Like I always liked Shawn Michaels tights and that was those was and that's the last time he wore that version of tights because then after that he went to the loose bell bottom joints. <laughs> I feel <like> up
2: <laughs> yes. loose bell bottom songs getting mixy.
1: He was, but I, I wasn't a fan of that gear after that because you could just tell, like you know, he was he wasn't a spring chicken anymore. That's why I hated when Ray Mysterio did it. I like that Ray Mysterio switched back to his original tights because I wasn't fucking with bell bottom Ray. I'm gonna be real with you. He need
0: to go back to that his OG thing because this booya, shit is garbage. That Yo, shit is
1: ass. That old
0: hate thing it. was crazy. <laughs> Dude, big and I know, I know for a fact now that they, with these new ramps, I know for a fact that they can bring my my guy back out the bottom. I know they can have him pop back up. Chill, he's not even
1: trying to do that. Those knees got at least, Chill, at least like four more fire matches with Andrade in them. He's not trying to waste them on entrances. <laughs> That's
0: why he got sure, King. I ain't
2: wasting the knees like that. I'm walking nah.
1: out. Yeah, oh. he's brisk
0: power walking out only. <laughs> That's
2: crazy.
0: Hey yo, tell the guys, you know, tell the listeners, tell the supporters, you know, what you guys got coming up, what you guys got working, man. You want to um, go first, Rob, or can I do it? Can I do, can I do my spiel first? Yeah, you can do your spiel.
1: All right, so you probably know me. If you don't, my name is Nell. You can follow me on Twitter at naslin is Nelson. Um, that's Nelson spelled Backward if you're confused on how to spell noslin If you don't know me from the forecast, we do a podcast known as the forecast. You can always follow that on Twitter as well. And you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you fuck with me on a solo tip, I also have a solo podcast. It's called chatting with Nelson. And you can listen to that on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as well. I'm actually in the process of um, cooking up some new episodes. So I have some of that coming out relatively soon. I want to say within the next week or two, God willing, I got some good stuff. I'm not even gassing it. Like I've been able to connect with some people. So some good episodes coming soon. So fuck with us on that. Fuck with us on Apple podcast. Like I said, for both the forecast and chatting with Nelson and Spotify as well. And then fuck with me on Twitter, man. I began new sweet. So if I'm not as popular as Rob, but you know what I'm, I'm saying? I, I, I
2: get it <laughs> out there.
1: Yeah.
2: I'm not popping Rob's a liar. Uh, I'm not. All right, listen, you'll be jacking my Twitter more than I jack my own Twitter. Like I'll be chilling. Like I don't care, but like, whatever. If you guys fuck with me, which I hope you guys do, you can follow me on Twitter. At Ugly New Yorker, because my original account is still in purgatory while I get that fixed. shadow room. They hating on me crazy. I don't get it, but I'm going to get down to it. But yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Ugly New Yorker. You can follow me on Instagram, uh, Ugly New York. At least I retained it there. Um, I, too, had a solo show. And hey, it might come back. Who knows? We talking about things right now. You can follow me on the forecast with for Nell. I made a cameo on that show. I made a cameo on this show. We'll make cameos on any show because we out here.
1: We out <laughs> here. Shout out
2: for the forecast.
1: If, if, if you want to fuck with some wrestling content, go ahead on Chatting with Nelson episode two, the Wale Mania episode. Check that out because I got interviews with Corey Graves. I got interviews with Ricochet, with Cedric Alexander, with two time Hall of Famer Booker T me two time Hall of Famer <laughs> Booker T. I did that. I also got some chats with Enzo Amore. Um, I talked to Tama Tonga from New Japan. I got some really good wrestling stuff. And then you can also, if you go onto Apple Podcasts and Spotify, if you look up Spanish announce table and .5 under the Forecast Network, you can listen to me and Rob talk a lot of wrestling. We talk about Brock Lesnar. We talked about Undertaker. We reviewed Kevin Owens when he initially came into the WWE. It's, we got a bunch of wrestling content for you guys if you want to get freaked with us like it's that. A so whole, go it's ahead. a whole
2: bunch of subgroups, bro. Me and No uh, Spanish and I was Stable got forecast. got Ugly Radio. We got chatting with No. It's just we just out here
0: trying to see
2: these
0: guys. They they do it all, man. They do it all. I want to thank y'all, man. Thank y'all for coming here anytime, yeah, bro we well, I appreciate
1: oh, man. it, man. It, it was fun, and thank you for having us be the first guests. I, like Rob said it earlier, right. and, man, like being first is cool because like nobody could be first after this. Nobody,
0: nobody can take that. From you. It's, it's us. once, and I'm hyped. To I'm
1: gonna
0: come on <laughs> 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 To my listeners and my supporters, thank you. If you listen to this and you didn't like it, oh fucking well. You made it this far like that's your problem if you did like it go ahead hit the subscribe button um i'll be on spotify i'll be on apple Podcasts. be on soundcloud anywhere i can be i'll be there all right appreciate you guys listening to the undisputed hater podcast i'm your host middle initial t and we out this bitch
2: wait one more thing <laughs> right, go, ahead, go ahead go ahead, ahead. you end it wait. you want to when it comes to kofi if you really want to see who's about it, wait till the Rumble.
0: Ooh.
2: Wait until the Rumble. We'll see how active they get here.
0: Y'all heard it from around.
2: Have, yeah. have fun. We out here. Peace. Appreciate
0: y'all listening, man. Appreciate y'all listening. Talk to y'all next week.